Hey everybody, this is the Pose in a Matrix. How are you tonight? It is Friday night, 11, uh, the 6th of uh, November, 2020. And it's approximately 6.33 on this coast and it's uh, 8.33 where Eric is. Tonight it's just me and Eric, folks. Uh, we uh, both agreed that with all this madness that's going on with this election stuff and and uh, all the voter fraud that's coming to light, my goodness, it seems like every five minutes, Don't if you don't watch the mainstream media that is um if you get onto other um avenues and you start reading especially like project veritas um it's it, every time you you refresh the uh the browser project veritas has something new that they're posting of somebody flipping or somebody you know um call, trying to clear their conscience for something they've done wrong in this whole election thing and um so how you doing eric uh I'm doing all right, you know, slightly the weather, but uh, otherwise I'm doing just fine. Good deal. Good deal. We'll hope that you rise above that weather and pray for it, too. Um, so, you know, I, I, I got on there and I said, hey, you know, uh, to Eric and and uh, Brian, I said, hey, how about we do a show tonight? Because this is this stuff is groundbreaking. This stuff is historic. This stuff really needs to get out there and. And uh, once we're done with the show and I post it and everything, it's it's uh, it's really going to go places, I think. But um, I, uh, you know, Eric and I were talking earlier, and it almost seemed like as we watched the election results the other night, you know, we started to get, or you know, I'll speak for myself, he can speak for himself, but I started to get kind of like, well, you know, I wonder, you know, and I'm like, well, I just can't believe that a nation that would rally to Trump rallies with hundreds of thousands of people and Biden would only get 50 people and a nation that was, you know, yelling out, we love you every time Trump came to a, a meeting um, and a nation that was um, so favorable towards him could do this to him. And I'm like, no, this can't be right. It can't be. So I said, well, you know, I had to quell my, my spirit. And I had to say, well, you know, it's going to work out. No matter what happens, God is under control and or has the control in his hands. And um, and so I, I went into it with that whole demeanor, you know, and, and, and I got to be honest, I was preparing for four years of uh, uh, Biden and um, and what it might mean and, and things like that. And uh, but uh, this morning, <clears throat> actually yesterday. Uh, I started to see little glimmers of hope. I started reading on Project Veritas and and on other things about how people were were coming in and saying, you know what, I've uh, I counted votes yesterday and something wasn't right, or I, I mean, there's there's a plethora of stories out there. But uh, one thing, Eric, I you know, if you would, because you know more about this than I do, um, and I think we can mention it on the show. I mean, we're going to have this this show not only on YouTube, but uh, and, and our private forum on Spreaker, but also on and other video formats. So if YouTube decides to take it off, you know, it's always going to be available. But uh, um, do you want to talk about uh, Watch the Water? Sure. Okay. okay. So QAnon uh, has mentioned something called Watch the Water. In fact, he mentioned it back in, I think, 2018. So, you know, you're looking at all the voter fraud going on or just how the election unfolded. Trump was winning. You could see he was winning everywhere. And then all of a sudden, they stopped They stopped counting votes in certain states. And they just stopped, and it came to a standstill. And then what you saw was in the middle of the night, you know, a massive dumping of uh, votes, oh, magically in Biden's favor, right? And uh, right. in some instances, uh, certain areas... 100% of the vote for Biden. That's not statistically possible. Right. So you, you know something's going on. So here's the deal. Trump is allowing the voter fraud to happen. They had a plan in place to catch it all. Uh-huh. So everything that we're seeing um, is to, to, to not only, as something as Q has always echoed, it's not enough to tell people what's going on. You have to show them. So right. we're in the process of being shown what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the big trick here is the creation of the ballots are 
come through the Department of Homeland Security. So what they did was on these ballots that they create and basically have certain printing companies print, they have a, a non-radioactive uh, isotope watermark on it. And within that, they have something called the QFS blockchain encryption code. Basically, unhackable, trackable. So these ballots go out. They know where they've gone. They, they go where they've been. They'll know when they make copies of ballots in, in order to create the fraudulent ones. So right. what's going to happen is they're going to force the recount, especially in the, the, the swing states that are contested, and it'll probably just spread out from there. And they'll go through that process and checking that against the blockchain and, and for the watermark. And you can't, you won't be able to duplicate that across the, the fake ballot. So they'll know which ballots are fake. They'll know which ones are legitimate. And one of the things you keep on hearing, and I've, I've heard it from Trump and other politicians, is we're going to sort through the legal votes and the illegal votes. Right. They keep on saying that. So you're going to find out uh there was voter fraud, and you, you'll find out what counties and what areas committed the fraud. Mm-hmm. So, but it's going to be a fight. This isn't going to happen in you know one day. This could draw out you know for quite some time yet, because it takes time to count. And it could be that um, through this, this all this fighting, that you know somehow this ends up in the Supreme Court. Um, but maybe that's where it ends up first, and then that's where they actually start going through and actually doing all the counting again. I, I, I'm not really 100% sure how that process will will play out exactly, but it's very well, uh, likely that the Supreme Court will play a role in this. So. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. It really is. And then, you know, in addition to that, um, uh, you know, if you go to Project Veritas, actually, I didn't even go to Project Veritas to begin with, but um, <clears throat> I would go to my Facebook account and somebody would post something. I'm like, wow, this is interesting. So the first article that, you know, that it, um, maybe not the first one, but one of them, was um, Pennsylvania USPS officials are willing to come forward under oath. And I'm like, oh, boy, that, that just sparks my interest. You know, under oath, okay, so... What does that mean? It means that they're going to be sworn to tell the truth. And if they're saying that they're going to they're going to cooperate to swear to tell the truth, that's a good sign right there. And this was, again, brought up by Project Veritas. And if you look up Project Veritas, the first thing that's going to come up is a CNN thing that says it's a right wing uh, fact check organization that is is not accurate. OK, I know. Yeah. <laughs> fact check or dot org. <laughs> <laughs> that place is such a joke. In fact, uh, I you'll even find what I just stated with blockchain and um, the watermarks on that site as false. But uh-huh. understand this. If it's false, why are we having YouTube videos talking about what I just spoke of being removed from YouTube? Right. Why right. every time Trump brings up little tidbits of this, they are censoring about half of his tweets right now. And something everybody needs to really be aware of is there's a large chance that in just a not distant future here, you'll probably see Trump's Twitter account disabled. Can't say it with 100% certainty, but chances are that's what's probably going to happen. So I don't doubt as it. They, I don't as, doubt it would be. as they begin to panic and try to lock everything down, so it's it's going to get pretty wild. It could get pretty violent. Well. It's going to get violent in certain areas, I think, because um, they're going to get really, really desperate as they're caught. You know, when when you're trapped and you have all the evidence and, you know, the, the walls are closing in, you get real desperate. So you try to create as much chaos as you can to try to disrupt it. But it, you know, overall, it's not going to happen. Uh-huh. You know, something I've been doing, and I mentioned the day before the show, is I've been, you know, seven days up to the election. And even after the election, uh, I've been... Um, Praying, you know, over each state, each area that is in conflict in where all the fraud and stuff is happening, uh, asking the Lord to uh, disrupt it and, um, uh, you know, 
bring it to the surface, and then expose it and correct it and for all the people to see and to catch everything everywhere. And you, what you're seeing is they're catching everything everywhere. It's all uh-huh. getting exposed. You're seeing where, for example, in Michigan, they had all these welding machines that was certain a certain type of software that was across you know you know a number of counties uh, when they there some reason their final tabulation uh, would I, I don't know if it reverse ordered you know if it was Trump that was ahead it would flip it and make it Biden instead of him even though it showed it on in the software but the printout would show it the opposite. They're going through and correcting all that, just as an example. So they're going to catch us. They're going to catch all these new ways that they're trying to cheat. You know, like I said, with the ballots and the blockchain and all the software glitches, they're going to catch all this stuff. You know, that's right. That's right. You know, I was talking to you earlier, and I, I was telling you about um, this morning when I first woke up. Actually, when I, when I, yeah, when I woke up and I was, you know, had the cognizance to go through the internet. because that takes a while anymore, and you'll find that out as you get older. <laughs> it takes a while to wake up. Anyway, um, somebody had posted on Facebook. They put a poll on there, and and, um, and the the place that put it on there was called ilovemyfreedoms.com. And the um, the poll said, do you think the Democrats are trying to steal the election with, with um, using voter fraud? Real simple. It was a yes or no answer, okay? So me, you know, I just can't answer with one word. So I put on there, yes, they're trying to steal the election and they're they're doing a good job of it, you know. And I hit the button and this little window comes up and it says, please reduce the amount of data you're asked for, then retry your request. I said, okay. Maybe, you know, they didn't want all the comment. So I said, I'll try one sentence. One sentence can't be too much. Yes, I think they are, I put. So I hit the button again. The send button. Dismiss. It says, please enter data, your amount of data you're seeking for, then retry the, the request. So I said, well, if it's a yes, no question, I'm just going to answer yes. They can't turn that down. So I hit yes, and the same window came up. Well, I snapped. I did a picture of it, a screenshot, put it on my Facebook, because they were clearly trying to dissuade people from using that website. And... Um, so what I realized is that um, I, I realized that you know I use um, I have like a secret account on uh, on Twitter, and uh, a lot of times when I write on there, um, I will put uh, you know instead of writing the word if I don't I never write the word Trump I usually use a variant of it um, if I write uh, uh, voter fraud um, I'll put voter load or something like that but I explain to people ahead of time. You know, and um, well, it's good to know let to let them know that because they want to make sure you're probably not having a stroke or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> so, but it's worked pretty good, and nothing's been taken down so far. And I've been doing the same thing on Facebook too. And I figured, well, you know, I could get around the, around their algorithms pretty good. You know, I've I've done it before, and um, and evidently Mr. Trump has has figured out how to do that because a lot of times he does that too. Um, but uh, yeah, so we were talking about the uh, the machine in Michigan. Um, now, one of the it said in the article that uh, well, you know, you've, since I've posted this or shared it, it's probably been more machines. But you know, because you mentioned machines, but um, uh, one of the machines that uh, where the heck is it? You can never find these things when you look for them. Anyway, I, I kind of remember the body of the text. Um, the machine, every time you would vote for Trump, um, when you hit, you know, send, it would go down to Hill, not Hillary Clinton. Oh, golly, Lord help us. It would go down to, uh, to Biden and cast your vote for, for Biden, you know, and I think without you knowing it. So anyway, some, somebody figured it out and brought up the complaint. Well, they, they, they fixed it, but, um, anyway, and it was happening in a predominantly Republican, always has been Republican County. So when all these votes came in for Biden from this Republican County, they realized something was wrong. And then they looked at the software and then they found out that, Hey, uh, mission control, we have a problem, you know, and then they fixed it. And hopefully they've gone through all of mission, but isn't it funny how Michigan always fits into this some way or another? Um, they were having a spiritual battleground. We all know that. It is. And, and, And it was, 
you know, I think that lady that I told you was talking and, you know, she was escorted by the guards and everything. That was in the Michigan. Uh, uh, it's an arena that they were using. And, um, you know, they were saying that they didn't want to let more people in because the arena, they would exceed the capacity. And she says, how can you exceed the capacity for an arena that holds tens of thousands of people when there's only about maybe four or five thousand people in there? You know, so even if even the fire department was in on it. And um, I know that uh, where the heck was it? It was either in Arizona or I think it was Arizona. When they or Nevada, that's where it was. They were suspecting that dead people were voting. They uh, they wanted access into the in there to watch, and when they realized that the court had said that they could go in there, and they still weren't letting people in there, they called the sheriff. The first natural thing you would do, you know, they're disobeying a court order. Sheriff refused to come out. So it goes to show you that the sheriff's in on it too, right? Um, Absolutely. Hey, Anyway, it's it's just totally, totally, uh, I don't know. And, and, of course, it's all in blue states. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, we were talking with Brian last week and um, last Monday, and he said that, uh, you know, there was a 60-mile line of cars with Trump flags and American flags on it and, that was something that I never saw when I lived in California. And I knew there were a lot of Republicans in California because um, that's mainly who I hung out with. I didn't bother hanging out with Democrats. It wasn't worth, worth my waste of time. But um, anyway, when, when you hear about something like that, especially in L.A. County, and and nothing was done to stop it, so they, they, they basically sanctioned it, uh, the government did down there, but uh, when you hear about that happening and the people having the the intestinal fortitude, I think would be a good way to put it instead of using the other terms, um, to get out there and do that. And and then you see California, only what it was, 35% or 33% voted for Trump. Yeah, it says 33.3%. And it's interesting, still, as a right this moment, it's only 66% reporting in of the total precincts. Yeah. Yeah, it's like these states have literally just stopped dead in their tracks. Yeah, very yeah. very bizarre. You know, Arizona, kind of very. I mean, just still ninety percent still not done. Uh huh. Eighty-seven percent in um, Nevada. They just they just they kind of just stopped. You know, are really just they're dragging their feet. You know. Well, you know, we, very we, concerning. The kind of people that usually do that are kind of the people that got caught and they're trying to figure out a way out. Oh, yeah. And, they're, and they're, so, they're, they're, they're trouble. They know Yeah. It. So what they're doing is they're seeing uh, – at least people in the uh, the officials in Georgia have the the moxie to, to do a recount. And that would be the right thing to do. You know, oops, maybe we made a mistake. Let's let's do a recount. <laughs> oh, it looks like we were wrong. You know, like, good thing we did a recount, you know, but they're going <clears> to <throat> catch the road of fraud anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but at least they have the integrity to redo it, you know, where these other states are like, nope, we're not going to do it. What was it? Um, I think it was the uh, the the election official from it might have been. Oh, I can't remember. There's so many of them. Now. I think it was. Oh, it was in Philadelphia. And he said, you know what? President Trump needs to put his big boy pants on and just accept that he lost. And I'm like, what kind of talk is that from some college educated official you know, that's supposed to have decorum and grace and, you know, and I'm, he's just nothing but trash. You know, the people elected trash in that man. And, you know, well, what do you expect from Philadelphia, I guess? I don't know. Um, Philadelphia has, has been bad since I was a little boy. You know, we used to go to Philadelphia all the time and there were just places you didn't go. Um, and that and, seems like a pretty rough place from what I can, you know, I oh, get. Yeah. But. Well, we used to have to drive through there to get to Lancaster. That was our, our, our vacation spot a lot of times. And, man, when my mother was driving, we'd be praying that our car wouldn't break down until we got out of Philadelphia, at least. It never broke down, thank God. But um, right. it's like, please don't let us break down here, <laughs> you know. And uh, so, anyway, uh, it's just real interesting. And um, and I don't know if we mentioned it either before or now, but you think that's bad, folks. You think that's bad? <laughs> um, uh, what, do, what do I say about this state I live in here? Um, if, it, if it's wrong and it can be voted for, they'll do it. 
Um, it's 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 amazing. It really is. Um, we were back in the 70s. It was uh, back back then is when Oregon voted to decriminalize uh, marijuana. It was the late 70s, maybe the early 80s. I can't remember. Oh, and that was you know if you were a dope smoker back then. Oh man, that was that was, that was heavy. That was in the 80s? The late 70s, early 80s, yeah. I'm sorry, which state was that again? Oregon. Now, you, could, you couldn't you could grow it, you couldn't buy it, you could sell it, but you could possess it. Explain that one to me. Um, if you were caught with it, you weren't busted. So anyway, um, so there was that, that in the marijuana. And, and then all of a sudden, uh, about four years ago, marijuana was legalized. In other words, you can grow a certain amount of plants in your backyard now for your own personal use or medical use. Everybody says it's for medical. Yeah, well, you know, if you've got mental problems, I guess maybe it is. But, um, And I'm not saying that everybody that smokes dope has got uh, mental problems because there are some problems that it does seem to help. But it's the CBD that's in it. It's not the THC. Anyway, um, so just when you think that things aren't getting any worse. Now, now bear in mind... Um, when they legalized marijuana, now I've lived here since 2012, and every once in a while, you know, our freeways and roads here are, are people just don't know how to drive. You know, I can think you could say that about anywhere, but here especially. And so every about maybe every two weeks, you'd hear about a wreck out on the highway. You know, it is daily now where you hear about two or three wrecks out on the interstate or on the, one of the many side highways that we have here. And incidentally, that happened to go up when marijuana was legalized. Now, you know, you're not going to tell me that that was a coincidence. That just happened. Well, anyway, let's get back to what happened the other day. So they passed a law the other day, and I almost hate to say this because somebody might listen and, and actually come here because they hear this. But um, and somebody said had posted on Facebook, meth and heroin now legal in Oregon. What could possibly go wrong? Dog whistle to every junkie in America. Move to Oregon. So, and and that didn't include magic mushrooms because that's accordingly now, uh, magic mushrooms have some ther- the psilocybin has some medical use. Um, that's a new one on me. Uh, something that I really want to do a study on because I think that people are, you know, it's just the psilocybin group that got out there and came out with this study and is trying to uh, make it legal for them to eat magic mushrooms. But. Um, Anyway, and that got passed, and some other really weird stuff got passed, you know. Um, and it's like, no, this this is not right. And you know what's really funny, Eric, is that back in uh, when Trump first won, remember you had the woman screaming, you know, looking oh, at yeah, the ears with the glasses, screaming and right. yelling. And then demonic, you had another. Was, you, oh yeah. The, oh yeah. Did you see those eyes? Oh yeah, you can see it. Oh my goodness. And so now, now all the, the Democrats are out there going, oh, poor, poor Trumpsters, you know, do you need tissues? And I'm on there, no, you know, if we lost, we're going to lose gracefully. We're not going to be like you, you know. And, uh, anyway, so it's just, it's just interesting. And somebody said the other day, you know, that that's what we need to do. It may have been Brian on Monday said that, you know, if in fact, uh, Biden does win, which I, I'm pretty sure we're, is not going to happen, um, that we need to go act with uh, dignity, respect, decorum, and not act like they acted. Now, it was either him or somebody else that I've talked to recently, but um, that seems to be the consensus. You know, okay, well, your guy won. You know, that that's cool. You know, let's see what he could do. We know he's going to be another failure, and he's probably going to be in office for – tops of 25 days before he's declared mentally unfit or like you said he he leaps off a bridge somewhere well, I call um, it a swan dive but a swan you know. dive yeah yep. <laughs> so um you know they they want to get kamala harris in there as a president because kamala harris will be the first black woman president this will be another stepping stone that i guess we're we're trying to achieve in this country uh well first well, of all she's not she's maybe a, a quarter African American, well, black, not African American, because she's not an American. Wasn't born here. Well, she was born here, but her parents were American citizens. So she's an anchor baby. So, go ahead. So speaking of like race in general, uh, one of the things that uh, I noticed that a lot of the media was talking about, they were actually kind of quite upset about, was that um, Trump 
uh, has achieved, how do they put it, in terms of minority voting for him, mm-hmm. the highest percentages among blacks and Latinos right. since 1960. Right. In fact, right. there was actually less white white males that voted for Trump, according to what they had initially said. Um, and, you know, what's even more interesting is, like, down in Florida, especially down in the Miami area, that's Dade County, I think is Miami-Dade County. It's pretty yep, big. it is. Uh, Trump got about 45% of the vote down there, which is absolutely unheard of. Um, yeah, for, for a Republican, it, yeah. Right, and it's absolutely due to the uh, Cuban and Venezuelan uh, population down there because they have seen what they see from the Democratic Party. They've already seen from their parents that have talked about from their countries that they fled from. Uh-huh. They're seeing that they want to bring the same system to place that they fled from. And right. They don't want it. They, they've seen it. They're not buying it because they, they, it's been sold to them before and it got, you know, caused them to want to flee. So, but anyways, what I wanted to get at is that now, particularly Cubans down in Florida that voted for Trump, right? the media is classifying them as no longer Latino. They're, <laughs> they're, they're with the white people. They're like the white people now. So they're That's the same thing Biden said. If you don't vote for, vote for me, you're not black. Right. <laughs> right. So all of a sudden, if you don't do as we tell you to do, oh then goodness. you're going to be grouped with these other people and treated like we treat these other people. So that's oh my you know, pretty, pretty discriminatory, very racist, to be honest <laughs> yes, with you. Yes, very you much know? so. I just like, come on. I mean, but it, I think it's more and more, you know, at the end of the day, regardless of, you know, who you are or what your culture is or, you know, your ethnicity, you know, across the board, people just want, you know, to be able to live their life with freedom and not be oppressed, you know, uh-huh. and they're seeing that their country that they love, you know, is trying to be destroyed. Right. Right. right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's, it's really, really good. I, I think what we're seeing is actually a kind of a recalibration of the Republican electorate to be more different than it was in the past. So, uh-huh. which is a good thing. So it means, you know, definitely some, good times ahead in terms of getting the type of leadership that we need in office. Um, well, you know, you know, you know, Eric, this is a catalyst. Yes. And, and we've been wondering, you, me, Jim, um, Brian, have all been wondering how these mass arrests are going to take place. You know, how is Trump going to be able to do that without, you know, making the country hate him? Well, voter fraud is the answer. And if you got Nancy, Nancy Pelosi's been very silent about this, um, or more silent than I thought she would be. Let's put it that way. And you think that she'd be out there, um, you know, rant, ranting, oh, look what we did. And, and, you know, she's been saying little things like, oh, we're, you know, I can't wait to uh, swear Biden in and stuff like that. But anyway, um, but now Trump's got a reason. Because not only did they go after Trump, they went after all America. They, they tried to defraud America, the whole country, of the rightly due president that was that was that was elected president um, just a few days ago, and I know it, it's got Republicans spitting mad. Um, although, we, like again, we're we're acting with decorum, talking amongst ourselves, but not really, you know, you know trying to insult the. Uh, the people that aren't smart enough to know better. Oh, I guess I just insulted him. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, uh, it, so it's this is the way it's going to happen, you know. And and you know, a, about a week ago, uh, you know, when all this stuff started. Well, not even a week ago. What's, what's today? The sixth. So two. Yeah. What was it? Monday, Tuesday. Um, somebody sent me an email, and um, I think it was one of our listeners, and she said, "Why do you think?" that they're taking so long to count in Pennsylvania and back then it was Wisconsin and and Georgia and, and North Carolina. I said, because the longer that they take, the more they can stuff the ballot box. And, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm looking at Project Veritas right now at their Facebook page. Um, let's see. Um, and it's talking about, uh, it says Pennsylvania USPS whistleblower Richard Hopkins. <laughs> he, I guess he doesn't want to keep his name secret. Uh, goes public confirming federal to federal investigators have spoken with him um, about Postmaster Rob Weissenbach's order to backdate ballots to November 3rd. Okay. So this is awesome. This is just, I'm, I'm reading this and it's like, these people are not afraid to stand up. Now, this is the guy that works for the Postal Service. He's just delivering mail to, to houses, right? There's, it shows pictures of him delivering mail, uh, video. And so he's really at the bottom of the ladder where, you know, in the Postal Service where, you know, when you think about all things, you know. Was that was that in Pennsylvania, this guy? Um, yeah, Pennsylvania USPS whistleblower, yep. Well, um, I, so, I bless know, him. I hope he stays alive. Yeah, and I hope he stays alive. I hope he keeps his job because yeah. well, if, if things go right, his boss should be taken off off right away, you know, and yeah. and placed on leave until he's prosecuted and put in jail for the rest of his life. Um, another another guy said, um, oh, I can't. Uh, another uh, one, Erie, Pennsylvania, USPS insider exposes November 3rd postmark voter fraud scheme um, where they wanted to, to take the ones from the third and postmark them back to the second so they'd be accepted. Um, let's see. We're, we're US, uh, update federal investigators are, are in Michigan after Project Veritas USPS whistleblower came forth last night. So it's it's great. You know, I, I, I got to apologize to the post office. I mean, to the to the average postman, because I was really anti post office because I knew that stuff like this was going to happen. I just knew it. I, I was telling everybody, bring your ballot in. I had a whole show I did. Please just bring your ballot in. Don't trust the post office, you know, and and here it you know came to be. But, um, you know, the average Joe that works for the post office, that's an honest, working, everyday American. You know, I apologize to you because I kind of classified you in with everybody else. Uh, that's that's cheating, and that wasn't right, so please accept my apologies. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to keep a close eye on this Project Veritas. And I know I'm, I'm probably going to say it about 1,500 more times before the show's over with Project Veritas, Project Veritas. And basically, Veritas is, um, I think it's... Um, it's Latin for truth, so it's Project Truth. And um, and let's see, Michigan USPS whistleblower details directive from supervisors to backdate late mail mail-in ballots to November third. Okay, so it seems that our our beautiful state of Michigan. Um, well, I shouldn't blame the whole state. Pardon me for doing that, but the, the postal authorities there. You see, Eric, do you work for a union by any chance? No, do not. Okay, good. Then I, I can. I, I work for a union, and um, when when we were being indoctrinated, uh, and I use that word correctly, uh, when I first got hired on where I'm working, I asked a guy point blank. I said, you know, I don't follow politics the way you do, and I said I need to know that if I'm paying dues, that they're not going to go to support some candidate that I don't support. Oh, no, no, no. You know, we have special, you know, special places where people can can do that. Well, I've been a member of a union before, and I knew that was horse hockey. And um, so I let them talk, and I said, well, I said, you, you guys would be the first unions that ever did that then, because I've been working for unions all my life, you know. And, and I don't tolerate union garbage. I really don't. You know, I call them out on the carpet all the time. But... Um, but anyway, you got these people, you know, the average postal worker, I think, is making a pretty good wage. You know, I, I don't know what their wages are, but they don't seem to complain. They've walked out a few times, and and I think they've, they've had their demands met every time they walked out. But um, they have to put up with the public and, and irate people. And believe me, I've put up with the public before, too. And that's why I got out of putting up with the public. So I, I understand the rigors that they, they might be going through, but... Um, when you work for a union, the union um, tries to dictate what you do. Uh, they try to guilt you into doing what they want you to do. They'll send you emails endlessly. This is who you should vote for. Um, 
they'll I think in, in certain circles they'll even uh, with the higher ups or with people that they think kind of like a cult would with people that they think they can manipulate. They they um, they offer them sweet deals. In other words, it's kind of like a a, a federal mafia um, operation. I shouldn't say federal because they're not part of the U.S. government supposedly. But um, anyway, uh, people are offered incentives. Let's put it that way. There's a good word that you know you don't get in trouble using um, to do wrong. You know, you do this and we'll turn the other way. You know, you do this and uh, you'll have a bonus or you know, you'll get an extra three weeks off at the end of the year uh, with pay, uh, you know, whatever it is, you know. And and the easiest way to, to, to corrupt somebody is with money. You know, the, the promise of money and, and riches are the two things that you can make almost any man on earth um, compromise his, um, his position. Um, as believers, it's a lot harder for them to do that to us. But, um, you know, there's every man has his price. But I don't believe that you and I are... are or um, uh, and, you know, Jim, or or um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm tired. <laughs> um, Brian, um, have that uh, you know, have that weakness, but uh, you know, it's 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 hard, you know, and they, they and and if that doesn't work, you know, I, I well, speaking from coming from back east and knowing what the mafia does, if you don't take the gift that they're going to offer you, then uh, there's penalties. You know, hey, you don't do what we do, and uh, you know, you, you might not, you, you might not get a vacation, or you might get cheated out of hours, or um, if you do have a problem with the employer, we're not going to come out and represent you. That's the big one right there. And so, you know, it's when unions are involved, you know, and, and unions had their place a while back, and, and to some degree, they still do if they represent their their people, which most of them don't anymore, except for maybe the Teamsters. Um, it's, um, it's, it's hard to, uh, fathom what you, the, the average union represented worker is put through. Um, I know that there are people where I work who have gotten out of the union, uh, because they got tired of paying dues and, and when they needed somebody, nobody was around to help them. Hey Dave, uh, who, uh, yeah. who, uh, did your union endorse for? Oh, Biden, of course. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just Biden. noticed there were a number of uh, other types of unions across the country that it didn't, in fact, uh, endorse Trump. So I'm well, just those, curious. Those were all the unions that he helped, like the coal coal miners union, and uh, sure. and I think it, to a large degree the auto uh, workers union endorsed him. And um, you know, so if, if you got they got help from Trump or, or bailouts, um, you yep. know, then then he. Uh, then they, they endorsed him, but uh, you know I, I don't know what he would have done to uh, or what our he would have done to to bail our us out. Um, we're still sitting here with uh, with people that have not received unemployment since January uh, in this state, and um, that's that's a whole other thing we could talk about another time. Um, you know we've got a, an abusive raving maniac as a government governess and. Um, uh, who just extended uh, COVID-19 uh, uh, emergency to January 1st. And, uh, and like Trump kept saying over and over and over and over and over again, and take over and put it to the 15th power, please. Um, you know, we're seeing more because we're testing more, you know. Um, there, there are tons of people that are running around with cars that have engine lights on. You know, I did it for years, but, you know, your car still runs and you don't get it checked and everything else. And then, but finally you say, well, maybe I need to get it checked. And you find out it's some $10 sensor that they need to replace if you're lucky. Um, and, and you get it replaced and the engine light goes out. Or if at 100,000 miles, it means that you need to have your engine serviced, you know, a simple. Well, it's a simple fix as, as compared to something that they can't diagnose and then they have to do a whole bunch of stuff. But anyway. Um, so there's a lot of people walking around with COVID. I'm sure there are that haven't been tested yet. Yeah. And if they were tested, they're, they're, they're just fine. They're, they're, they're going to work every day. They, you know, they didn't even know they were sick until they were tested. Right. Right. Most of the, uh, things that I've read that you can pretty much of whatever confirmed tested cases that you have positive for COVID, 
uh-huh. use a multiplier of about 10, and that's what the actual number is of people that actually have it. Right. So, for example, in my state, we have roughly 885,000 people, and we have we've had a total of 52,639 confirmed that's tested a third cases. of the people. So, well, it's more than that actually. When you multiply that by ten, let's yeah. see here. Not good with my math here. Let me uh, pull up the old uh, calculator. One hundred fifty-nine thousand times ten is one point five million. Yeah. Well, actually, no, actually, uh, fi- no, it's fifty-two thousand six hundred thirty-nine. Oh, okay. So that times would be ten. Five, actually, that would be five hundred and twenty thousand. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, five hundred twenty-six thousand. So that is, you know, beyond. 50, 60% of the population has been exposed to it already. So right. we are actually at what I would consider we're reaching our peak uh-huh. um, in our state, when I right. look at our state. So we've had 510 deaths at this point. Wow. So far. Well, you know, I'm not um, one of the family of the people that died, Nick, so I can see, no. I'm going to say that that's not a lot. but um, In terms of the, you know, every life is valuable. We're not saying right. that. Um, but in terms of the, when you look at the total infected rate of, against the deaths, um, yeah, it's a smaller percentage. I mean, the big issue right now, like where I'm at, I won't speak to which hospitals are where, but I am uh-huh. aware of what the, that, you know, they're actually about up to, they're averaging about f- almost 500 people in the hospital right. um, from COVID right now. So they have... They they all pre-plan to scale this um, up to to deal with this surge uh-huh. Uh-huh. based on where the amount infected the 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 big struggle being that you know we are slightly more rural is the um, the manpower to handle that that's been the larger challenge so right um, there is something to say about you know trying to stay away from people a little bit so that it's, they can kind of slow it a little bit down so they don't get too much into the hospital at, at once. So I can, I can certainly understand that part sure, of it. Sure. Um, uh-huh. So, but you know, I'm thankful that this is not a plague. Right. Um, right. Well, you know, I, um, I talked to my doctor the other day. Um, I have this, condition where I every once in a while you know maybe once or twice a month I get a fever um, a dry cough again uh, I've always got shortness of breath I don't know what that's all about doctor says asthma but we'll see um, so anyway uh, you know I so I, you go into work or now you can call in supposedly um, but um, you go in they, and you answer three questions and if you answer yes to one or two of them you usually get sent home Okay, for 72 hours. So I, this is starting to really bother me because I, you know, I'm like, I'm missing work because this thing always seems to kick in around Tuesday or Wednesday. And 72 hours from Wednesday evening is what, Saturday evening? You know, and so I could go to work for one day a week, you know, and, and I know it's it's a burden on my employer, you know, but it is what it is. So um, they have something that... Um, and I think this is going to affect a lot of people in the days to come from, from the COVID is that you don't actually get deathly ill, but you do come down with a, a slight case of it. But that slight case, although it goes away, and I don't think you're infective, uh, infectious afterwards, except maybe with the fever, but that wouldn't make sense if the fever only goes for six hours a day or something like that. But anyway, um, and they call it long haulers. They actually have a name for it. And it's people that have had it, and um, and they uh, and every once in a while, you know, they'll 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 have the symptoms again, and then the symptoms go away, and you, you feel fatigued, but you feel okay enough to work, okay. And um, so I had a, a nice talk with my doctor, and I said, you know, I said, I said this thing is really getting to be a pain in the rear end. You know, how long does this go on? He goes, well, we don't really don't know that. He said, there's so much about COVID that we don't understand. And I'm like, boy, isn't that the truth? Right. Um, anyway, uh, so um, so he, we went on to talk. And, and it's funny how he'll tell me this online, you know, when we're talking on the phone or if we're on a video appointment or something like that or if I'm in his office. He'll tell me that, you know, the COVID test is only about 60% accurate 
a lot of false negatives. He bowled all the tests. You know, he wasn't excluding any of them. And that even the um, the test to see if you have the antibodies is only 80% accurate. There's a 20% chance for error on that one. That's quite a bit. So, yeah, I know. It really is. And so, you know, I've had both tests and come up negative on both of them. And I'm like, well, why do I still feel this way? Well, and he said yesterday, he said, you know, I suspect that, you know, you had it back in, in, um, in sometime in June, the beginning of June. I think it was a lot earlier. I think it was in January, actually. But um, so anyway, um, you know, you got to make you got to start making decisions. You know, if I do have a fever, am I contagious? You know, and if, if so, is going over by family a smart idea, you know, and, and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it's it definitely changes your life and turns it all the way around. And uh, to anybody that might have long haulers, I I totally sympathize with you. Um, there's a some people at work that have it also. And we start to get concerned for our jobs, you know, because this long hauler thing is not. It's something that they suspect. It's well, you know, COVID is something they suspect too, if you want to look at it that way. Um, but uh, it's nothing that's nailed down. So you know, is your job protected? That's why I think that everybody should have FEMLA. Um, you know, as a, as a just in case, if you think you had COVID, get FEMLA. Uh, that's federal, med- uh, excuse me, federal medical leave act, and um, your doctor can give it up give it to you for, well, it used to be a year, but now they're doing six months. So that if you miss work, you're federally protected from being fired. Um, we call it uh, FMLA. That's how yeah. we've always pronounced yeah. it. But, um, yeah, that's, that's another name to call it, FMLA, FEMLA, okay. yeah, um, or family leave, some people call it. Um, yep. But uh, And it can be used for a variety of things, sick relatives. Um, if you have a, um, a service member that's sick, boy, they give you a lot of time for that. Um, usually they give you 400 hours a year, which if you work 10 hour days, it's for what, um, 40 days. Um, if you work eight hour days, it's even longer, uh, can go even longer. And, um, but anyway, I would encourage anybody that has had anything like that to get that, to see their doctor. If your doctor believes that long haulers exist, if not, maybe find another doctor, but, um, and I don't, I'm not advising doctor shopping either. Okay. You know, that brings up something else, um, Eric, and I know I'm getting a little off the, uh, the beaten path here, but I told you about, you know, Oregon, um, actually making, um, some of these drugs legal. Um, and I, I, I find a, a very big hypocrisy in this because, um, I know people that are, you know, that have chronic pain and they, they have, uh, opioids for their chronic pain. Not strong opioids, but, you know, stuff that helps them to get through and to manage the pain. Because a lot of times these doctors don't want to go in and do surgeries. You know, oh, your back hurts. We don't. It would cost more to fix the, fix the back than it would be to put you on medications the rest of your life, you know. And um, so anyway, they, they go and they get on these opioids. And, you know, and I, yes, there is a, a chance. There, now, there are a few people that are not susceptible to becoming uh, dependent on them. Um, and I know those, some of those people and they, they could take the same dose, you know, for years and, and it still works the same for them. And then, and, 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 Hey, God bless them. But, um, you know, some people do get addicted to opioids, but okay. So they monitor and, and I don't know if you, you know about HIPAA, you're in the medical field or in, in that yep. area. Uh, and that's the health and insurance, uh, privacy and portability act. And basically HIPAA is in, in medicine, folks, is like um, it, it's something that everybody fears. And, and, and every, we've all been trained pretty good right now to to, you know, to not uh, violate HIPAA. But um, any basically anything that belongs to a patient, their 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 medical history, their their address, their insurance, insurance information is all protected under HIPAA. And that's a good thing. OK, I got no problem with that. But uh, Go ahead. Yeah, it's interesting. I always, you know, when it initially came out, it was, I do agree to some degree it is good, but, you know, it pretty much pushes the liability to you as the individual and away from the organization that handles the records 
for uh, you know, I agree from a legality standpoint. But uh, you know, it's it's good to to protect information. I'm not saying that that's not bad, but you know, yeah, a little bit is like you know, throwing all of us to the cannon fodder a little bit yeah. with it. But well, you know, here's here's a good example because I um I happen to know a person. I can't say how I know him. Um, but uh, he was incarcerated because what he was doing is he, he went to this dumpster behind a dentist's office and uh, one of the clerks or whatever that works at the dentist's office threw all the uh, receipts in the in for for the credit cards in the uh, in the garbage. <laughs> and so what this guy did is he had so he had the credit card numbers, he had the person's name, birth date, and stuff like that. And this is before they really check the the number on the back when you call people. But um, so what he was doing is um, he was setting up accounts. He would call up and say, basically, if I, if it was me, I would say, hey, you know, my name is David. I have this account, you know, and I want to put Eric on, on my account. And then, you know, I'd give them my information, you know, pretending to be you or the person on the card. Anyway, um and so he had about five or six accounts where he and he said he was trying to build up his credit. And maybe he was, but he, he sure went around the wrong way doing it. Um, but in the end, he was um, he was, you know, caught. And um, and it was all because that somebody had thrown out personal information in a dumpster in the back of a dental office. But uh, but, you know, if you're if you work in medicine at all, you you, you know, everything you do. You know, um, if you read it, if you receive an email, you know, you don't send, you don't answer it if it's about a patient. Um, they call, hey, is so-and-so there? Well, I can either confirm or deny that that person is on this floor. You know, um, uh, you know, am I, am I allowed to come visit? And I said, well, what I would do is I would call the phone outside, you know, where the patients can use it and ask for him and then ask him to ask us to give you permission if he's here. I said, he could be upstairs or downstairs either. You know, I said, so I'll call all three floors to make sure. I try to be as vague as possible, you know, and that's, and I do that to honor the patients. And I think that what happened with this voting thing, there's, there's a, a gross disregard for anybody other than the Democratic Party with these people. Um, they're going to get their guy in no matter what they have to do. Um, lie, cheat, or steal, which <laughs> they're all doing all three things. Um and uh, it doesn't matter that they're they're taking the country down the drain. It doesn't matter that they're making us a laughing stock to the rest of the world and making our system look like a, like a third world banana republic. Um, and I think that uh, if Trump would have just walked away and said, OK, well, whatever, you know, which he probably would have had every right to do. You know, I I imagine it went through his mind a couple of times. You know, I've done all these things for these people and, they, you know, all the voting was against me. And I, you know, for a brief moment, I'm sure that went through his head. But at the same time, I think that, um, you know, he knows that he has to he has to nip this in the bud. He has to fight it right here or else it can only go down. It's in a downward spiral. And he's the only one that could put like his hand underneath the spiral to keep it from going any further or put the hand of the law, maybe is a better way to put it underneath that. So that that stops spiraling. And if you um, if you've ever seen like a, a whirlpool around uh, in your pool around um, if you have a pool or maybe a bathtub's a better example and the water's going down, if you put your hand over the hole, that whirlpool goes away. And this would be like what Trump is doing. He's putting his hand underneath that whirlpool so that all everything doesn't get sucked down into some kind of oblivious uh, uh, fifth or sixth um, dimensional gateway to hell or something, you know. Um, so he's he's trying to stop it, and I I really give him a lot of respect for that. I really do, and um, you know, and I, I think he's right. I know he's right, and. You know, people can mock me. I didn't tell you that somebody stole my Trump 2020 sign out of my yard, did I? No, you didn't tell me that. That's nope. too bad. Yeah, they stole it election night. Yeah. And when I brought it up in the forum for the town I live down, down here, um, uh, one guy, you know, a uh, real classy guy, said he used it for toilet paper. Um, and so we got into a little discussion, but ended up seeing eye to eye on a lot of things afterwards and kind of you know, became friends, actually. Oh, uh, that's good. 
Yeah, I know. It, it's. I just said, you know, you, you fought to protect because they claimed he was a veteran, you know, and I said, well, thank you for serving, but you fought to protect my right to put that sign out there, and then you violated my right by taking it, you know, if it was you, you know, and he, he it makes him think, you know. Right. And that's just, that's the problem with, with liberals is they don't like to think. They like other people to think. And have you ever noticed noticed on Facebook that, when people answer you, a lot of times they, they don't even use words. They just use, like, animated videos that are kind of nasty. Um, yep. And and I swear that, that liberals are becoming Neanderthals or something because isn't that what they did? They didn't have a written language as far as we know, so they left cave art, you know. And is that what liberalism's turning into, a uh, de-evolution into Neanderthalism or, or what, you know, because they, they can never answer – if they do answer in words, it's usually in a mocking way, and it's usually in a nasty way, using words that I would I would never use on the air, um, and words that I I learned not to use after I became a believer in Yeshua. Um, but um, I just don't understand, and I really don't want to understand the mentality of of the average liberal that you know we'll get on there now and you know well. You know, save up your tissues. You're going to need them. And I, I, I come right back and I say, I just say it's not over till it's over. You know, yeah. keep them for yourself. You might be using them yourself, um, and it might be in prison. Uh, but... Well, I, I have a coworker at work that's, you know, he's voting for Biden. He's actually a pretty nice guy, um, honestly. But he was a pretty a little little boastful today, and uh, I said. Uh, what did I say to him? I said, well, it's not over yet. And uh, I told him, I said, watermark and uh, QFS blockchain encryption. And he goes, uh-huh. what? And I said, just watch what happens next. Remember those words. <laughs> Remember those words. It's, you know, not that I want to take pleasure in someone else being wrong or rubbing in it. And honestly, when this is all said and done, even for somebody that voted for Biden, um, it's not our job to, you know, beat them into the ground. Um, it's 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 kind of a time really to kind of come together, you know. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, uh, that's what that's what we gotta that's what we gotta do as a people, you know. Um, uh-huh. Hopefully, once once they see the propaganda for what it is, and um, and they see the truth, then they'll understand, and you know, they'll realize, oh man, I was duped, and you know. Yeah, hopefully you're right. I mean, you know, yep. it's it's it'll be interesting to see. Um, one thing I will not do, and uh, I've noticed a lot of uh, conservatives out there is mocking Biden for having dementia. Uh, you know, I, I, I refuse to do that, um, even though I, I, I've seen the, the gaps and stuff, because it's, it's you know, as as someone seeing a loved one or something that develops that and right. they don't know who they are, you know, he's obviously got it, but uh-huh. we shouldn't be we shouldn't be mocking him for it. So, yeah, that's something that is out of his control. You know, if he if he lost. um you know, if he lost an arm because he got pink paint or excuse me, ink poisoning from marking ballots, then that would be, you know, his fault. Um, you know, I'm, I'm using some really weird analogies because I can't think of any right now. But if he, you know, if he broke his ankle and it went septic because he kicked a Republican in the rear end and he lost his leg, that would be his fault. Um, but losing the brain is something that and I watched. I got to watch my dad go through this because he. Um, he got a, he went through a botched operation down at UCD Med Center in Sacramento, California, and um, and they they actually didn't close him up right, and the meningitis went up into his head, and, and he caught a really bad case of meningitis that just ate his brain up, and that was for three months that that happened, and, and having to watch that for three months is something that I wish I never had to go through, but I did. But anyway. Um, you know, watching him revert from who he was to, to uh, you know, to somebody really mean for a little while, and then to somebody like in a childlike state, which was kind of precious to me because I got to see my dad when he grew up, kind of, you know, and um, so, and then and then to see you know that lapse into a um, 
basically a vegetative state and stuff like that. And my first wife kind of died from the same thing. Um, but um, anyway, I haven't witnessed that. And, and knowing what his family is going to go through, I don't think his wife really cares, to tell you the truth. I think uh, she's Jill Biden is just hungry for power and uh, and is going to achieve it no matter what happens to her husband. It sure seems that way anyway. But um I just uh, I just feel bad for the man in that regard. I don't like his history. I don't like the politics that he did. Um, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff. I don't like the, the whole thing with the Ukraine and the Russia affair and, and everything else. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I give him a pass on a lot of things because he's not mentally fit. And um, and, and again, it's not his fault. It's it's something that's organic and it's happening to him. Or maybe it's it's you know if we want to get into the Project Bluebeam stuff and everything, that could that's a possibility also. You know, to use them as a vehicle to get somebody else in the office and then take them out. Um, that that thought has crossed my mind actually. <laughs> I don't know if it's crossed yours, um, but. He um, he's definitely being used as a, a catalyst to get to the White House um, so that the uh, the new uh, world order can accomplish. They basically said that he wants to undo everything that Trump did um, and he can undo a lot of it, not all of it. But um, uh, if it were to happen to where God led us in that direction, which I don't think he's going to um, get ready. <laughs> But um, I do I do believe that he's going to triumph in, in his court battles and that uh, these states are going to have to recount, that the machines are going to have to be recalibrated and um, that every one of them is going to have to go through, be gone through to make sure that it was uh, it was marked the right way and not switched upon pressing, you know, enter. Um, and um, and these officials that were locking other people out and and, um, you know, doing their own thing. Well. I hope they enjoy prison because that's where they're going. And uh, and I don't think it's going to be easy for them. I don't think there's going to be a, very lot, a lot of plea bargaining when it comes to this because uh, when you look at it, it's treason. It's sedition and it's treason because you're, you're tampering with the will of the American people. And if you look at it, China doesn't want Trump. China wants Biden. So if you're doing it to help Biden get in, technically you're helping a foreign power to unseat an American president. And uh, like I said, that's treason and sedition, and uh, I hope it's treated that way. And they could just bypass Guantanamo and, and take him to the gallows, as far as I'm concerned. But um, anyway, we've been on for an hour. How are you doing? I'm starting to get a little tired. So Okay. Well, I think we've yep. said basically all we wanted to say anyway, right? Yeah, I think so. I think we, you know, the message we wanted to get out is, you know, this isn't over yet. And, yeah, uh, and don't lose hope. Yeah, Please. in fact, and what I will say to, you know, the people that will listen to this, I want you to do this. I want you to, you know, pray for the president, pray for the people that are around him, helping him, and um, pray in every area that, you know, this fraud is being committed in each state, you know, over this yeah. area that, you know, it'll be exposed, corrected, and brought forth um, so that we can actually see uh the truth of the, of the fraud on a large scale. What I would be really curious to know is how many votes are fraudulent across the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we may just find out. I, 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 I suspect it, 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 it'll be, it's pretty large. Uh -huh. Um, not that I can't speak volumes, but I wouldn't be surprised if 15 to 20 million of them are fraudulent. Not saying yeah. that is the case, but, kind of thinking so but we'll see well there we'll might see. be some dead people out there that would argue with you but because um, they voted too but <laughs> um anyway no pun intended uh right totally intended <laughs> <laughs> okay well i um i pray that uh, you, you audience you all stay well you all remember that there's a light at the end of the tunnel that there's um this thing is being worked on. It's being worked on vigorously that it's going to be going to court and most probably the Supreme Court very soon. And that um, that Trump is going to come out victorious and that all the people that are offering you tissues and all the people that are making the snide remarks and 
and all the people that are persecuting you and putting you through a living hell right now, if that's happening, will have to eat their words. And um, and I just pray that you'll at that time you will be uh, humble and that you will just say, hey, don't worry about it. You know, I understand. And um, all is forgiven and we can show that we're a lot bigger than they are. And uh, I pray that in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. So, amen. Okay, Eric. Well, take care of yourself, and uh, we will talk soon. All right. Sounds and good. You too, yep. audience. See yep. you on Monday. Oh, by the way, we're having Russ and uh, Laura back on on Monday. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so we'll make up for that bad show. So just want to let you and right. the audience know. Okay. God bless you all. All right. God bless. Okay. Bye-bye.